Who's got grandchildren? Come on, who's got grandchildren? Ah, that's the best, isn't it? Amen. Uh, I won't say any more. Anyway, and so um, I was just going to say that ours are the most. Anyway, uh, and uh, yeah, so we got uh, three boys, six grandchildren, one boy up in Auckland. Uh, and so uh, we, we moved to Europe in 2010. We handed the church over in 2008 and went to Europe in 2010 and um, aim to find people that will plant churches that plant churches that uh, we want to see multiplication in Western Europe particularly. There's more, uh, there's a huge need in Western Europe. So if you think of Western Europe, can you just remember to pray? Uh, Holland, Belgium, France, we've got churches. uh, There's so many churches needed. Half a percent, maybe, maybe half a percent are Christian. And uh, so there's more Christians in China and Asia than there are in the whole of Western Europe so um, sometimes we, uh, you know, forget that. And uh, if God calls you to go to China, amen. Uh, but maybe Western Europe's calling. And um, I know it's near Ukraine, but there you go. Um, so that's what we do. And I go back two or three times a year. Just got back three weeks ago from another trip. And uh, just catching up with people and finding uh, people that will plant churches that plant churches. We've got a bunch of churches over there. And uh, it's going, but it's slow progress over there, as you'd probably know. Uh, but it's, but it is, but it is happening. Amen. It is happening. Um, oh, let me let me tell you a. I, I like telling jokes. Do you, do you mind if I tell you a joke? Yeah, we can. We, okay. If I gave you the teacher, this is a teacher. This is Charlotte, probably at the school. If I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two, how much would you have, Johnny? He said, seven. Teacher said, no, no, listen carefully. If I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two, how many would you have? Johnny said, seven. Teacher said, let me put, put it to different. If I gave you two apples and another two apples and another two, how many would you have? And Johnny said, six. <laughs> Teacher said, well, that's good. Now, I, if I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two, how many would you have? Johnny said, seven. Uh, the teacher said, Johnny, where the heck do you get seven from? Johnny said, because I've already got a cat. <laughs> Amen. It's good to laugh. Amen. Um, I want to talk about a, a, a true story, uh, Mark 14, if you want to follow it. I'm just putting my timer on, so that means uh, I think we're meant to be finished about... Uh, three o'clock or something, aren't we? Or four o'clock? So some of you are looking in horror, but there we go. <laughs> uh, so um, Mark 14, it's a true story. Uh, and just b- b- before I get to that, um, yesterday I, a, a, a person ordered a, a, a number of these books. I, I, I write books as well, and this one's Daily Medicine. I think it's really good. <laughs> Took me years to put it together, uh, but um, you can play. That's nice. It just kind of relaxes me a little bit. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, um, daily medicine. Um, and she ordered a number of books. I went around to, and, and dropped it off at her house. And she told me she'd been to. A, 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 we had a few healing meetings at uh, C3. And uh, uh, she said we went there, and she said my husband. We. She said you may remember, but my husband had cancer. And it was um, 
quite advanced, very worried, of course, concerned about it. So that we prayed and we declared the healing power of God. And uh, so, and of course, there's sometimes the instant healings, yeah? And we like that. We like, you know, we like to see those instant healings. But often uh, I've found that the healings come later as people just continue to believe God together. Uh, and so this uh, lady said, you know, uh, at the end of uh, July, she said, you know, the doctor was saying that the, the, the specialist saying that the cancer is slowly abating. And it was quite, um, she said, it's this miracle in itself. She said, and then he went back just a few, uh, a, about a month ago. He said, uh, the, the cancer's completely gone. You don't have any more cancer. God heals today. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's a mystery why some people are healed and some aren't, isn't it? And uh, yet God does heal today. A few weeks ago, we were at C3 and uh, a lady passed by. She said, oh, she said, we came to the healing meeting. She said, I had a blood disorder. And uh, so we received prayer. And uh, a week or so later, I went back to the specialist said, well, it's funny he said I said why is that he said because there's no disorder there anymore he said she said i think that do you think that could have something to do with the prayer that we prayed i said probably <laughs> <laughs> same day uh, my wife was talking to a lady who had bad neck problems for many years and uh, migraine headaches like crazy uh like once a week, sometimes twice a week. And so we declared healing again and, and those, over those days. And uh, she she's came to us and said, look, um, uh, I was going to give a testimony on the Sunday morning. And, uh, and, and uh, unfortunately, that morning I woke up and I had a splitting headache. It was a migraine. It was like terrible. I can't give my testimony anyway. So uh, she didn't, but she said that was the last time I ever had neck pain and ever had a migraine. Amen. Isn't that good? So we're going to pray right now for healing, and we're just going to declare the healing power of God and sow the seed of healing. And afterwards, if you want prayer, we'll we'll close the meeting, you know, three o'clock or four o'clock or something. (laughs) And... um, and, and uh, we'll close the meeting and then we can um, we'll, we'll pray for people as, as, uh, as many as need to or we'll stay here as long as we need to I think we've got lots of coffee and tea haven't we, amen might get some donuts or something amen Psalm 103 verse 3 says he forgives some of our sin sorry what was that, he forgives what? He forgives 90, I think 98% is pretty good, don't you think? You know? But he forgives all of our sin. Same verse, second part, he said he heals, he heals all of our diseases. So let's just take God at his word. Amen. Amen. Let's believe God together. And so just perhaps put the, your hand on the part of your body or just on your body somewhere. If, if, if you need healing at all, just... And we declare the healing power of God right now. We ask you to heal, Lord, from the crown of the head to the soles of the feet. We speak life and health and healing. Father, every muscle, every tissue, every blood vessel, 
Lord, every bit of pain, the back, right through the torso, right through the legs and the arms, we declare your healing power from the crown of the head to the soles of the feet. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. We receive health. We receive your healing. We say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the most powerful name that's ever hit the planet, will ever hit the planet. In the name of Jesus, we declare your healing power to invade our bodies. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you thanks. Someone has a bowel condition and just begin to declare that healing power in Jesus' name over that condition. Even as we speak, we thank you, Father, for your healing power. We say to that bowel condition, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you that in your presence we find your purpose. In your presence there's healing. In your presence we can go through stuff. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if you want, this is, it's at the back table, but also I've got some free stuff. Now that's a miracle for a Dutchman to give away free stuff. <laughs> Supernatural language, baptism in the Holy Spirit, especially just focused on uh, speaking in other tongues, we don't often talk about it, so I just wrote this little leaflet. So that's free. You can take a few or one or whatever. Daily medicine, just healing scriptures. You can just read those through and just um, get your mind around some of those healing scriptures that God gives to us. Amen. 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 Bless you. It's good to be here. Turn to somebody and say, gee, you're looking good. Because you are. You're looking really good. Great. So Mark 14, um, just let me preface this by saying God loves us more. We're talking about the love of God today and, and or loving God. And I just want to preface this message because kind of like it's, it's a weird story. Like it's weird. Um, uh, God loves us more than we'll ever uh, love God. God loves us more than we'll ever love God. Amen? He so loves us. So it's with that background, uh, that understanding that we come to this scripture. And there's two questions I want to ask you at the front end. What has God whispered to you during this message? What has God whispered to you? And what will you do with what you've heard? That's a discipleship question. What will you do with what you've heard. So Mark 14 verses 1 through to 10. And I've kind of titled this extravagant love. They were in Simon's home. Doing what we all do in homes. We eat. They were eating. And while they were doing life together. They had this amazing thing happen. 
an amazing teaching moment. This woman comes into the home of Simon, just walks in. It was a little bit unusual in those days. Understand that at the time, a woman in that day had no rights. They were second rate. They had no standing. It was a disgrace even for a man to be seen talking to a woman in public. Women were little more than servants. They were considered on the same level as criminals. Their testimony wasn't even valid in court. We forget that, don't we? And here's Jesus. uh, And Jesus is there. And she brought with her this hugely expensive perfume. It gets worse. She was crazy. She broke the flask and poured it over Jesus' head. Like, if she wasn't Dutch, because she didn't take the top off the flask very carefully and just pour a few thousand dollars out. But she broke the thing and she pours the ointment over Jesus' head. Jesus never admonishes her or tells her to stop. What is going on? Some of the people were very unhappy with this, as you can imagine, uh, with this woman doing that. They said, well, what a waste, they said. It could have been sold and, and the money given to the poor. Maybe Judas was there, I don't know, or maybe he was criticizing. Maybe some of the other disciples were criticizing. I mean... I mean, it was extravagant. It was wasteful. What a stupid thing to do, to break a flask and pour it over Jesus' head. They, whoever they were, told her off. They criticized her. And what does Jesus say? In verse 6, we pick it up in verse 6, but Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you. You will always help them. You can help them whenever you want, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. She was prophesying. This is six to seven, eight weeks before Jesus went to the cross. She prophesied his death, his burial. I tell you the truth. This is fascinating. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. The only time that's ever said of any story. What's going on here? Jesus absolutely validated her. Talk about radical. The movement of validating and lifting women up began with Jesus. And it seemed in verse 10, but then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priests to arrange to betray Jesus. It was to them. It was just too much. It was too much. What a waste. Maybe he was Dutch. I don't know. It seemed like the devil, the demonic realm, were rubbing their filthy, dirty, grubby, evil claws together. They were beginning to dribble and froth at the mouth. 
at this, as this was the beginning, the final task of getting rid of this Jesus, this Messiah, this annoying person for good. Let's just take a sidebar here for a moment. Sometimes we think it's the end, but it's just the beginning of seeing the resurrection power of God working. It's a biblical principle that goes right through the Bible. I don't like it, but it seems to be one of the things that is a biblical principle. Things must die before they come alive. Jesus came to die. Only after death do you have resurrection. Yeah? Psalm 22. Oh, why, Lord? Why, why Lord? Why, why have you forsaken me, Lord? What comes after Psalm 22? Very good. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Some of you were wondering, weren't you? It's like, I wonder what comes after Psalm 22. Anyway. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I, you know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He... He feeds me. He restores my soul. Amen. Only after death do you have resurrection. So let's look at four areas here. Number one. Number one. Costly. It was costly. The perfume, this perfume was so expensive. It was nearly a year's wages. I don't know what nearly a year's wages would be. What is it? 40,000? Nearly a year's wages. Not quite, not at all, but somewhere. Let's say $40,000 for round figures. Is that fair enough? Or do you want it higher or lower? Higher. 45,000. Whatever it was, it was in the thousands of dollars. And this person, this woman was so in love with Jesus... She kept this perfume for one or two reasons, for her burial or for a dowry when she married. She gave up her future hopes and dreams because of her love for Jesus just in an instant. Crazy woman. She gave the best that she had. That's a challenge, isn't it? And I think there are times in our lives that we come to a point of dying to our future homes, uh, future hopes, our future dreams. It's happened to me a few times. I remember in my early years, believe it or not, I was singing in bands and nightclubs and I came to Christ and my love for Jesus took over. I knew I had to give up this area. It was such an idol. But I did it because I loved Jesus. And I found that he loved me, but I just, I just knew I had to do this. No one told me. I just knew I had to do I was so convicted. I mean, the music was good. It's like, what's wrong with love, love me do? And, and uh, what are some other ones? I can't get no satisfaction. No, we won't go there anyway. I mean, like... Uh, I did it my way. Yeah, there is. Anyway. What? <laughs> All of the above. Um, 
And I did it because I love Jesus. Uh, family, friends didn't understand, but I knew it was what I needed to do. It was, it was criticism. Friends, eternal life is free, but it costs something to love Jesus. Our lives. <laughs> Our lives. I remember I was I had a singing teacher I was developing the singing voice and he stopped one day and as he stopped and he started to talk to me about look I've read the Bible through and I was about to go to Faith Bible College and he said listen you, you, you I don't think you need to go to Bible school you, you've got a gift you don't need to go to Bible school you, you need to I've read the Bible through and I thought he's telling me and I'm paying for this as well <laughs> anyway he kept on talking he said you don't need to go through this you don't need to go to Bible school you, you, you shouldn't do this so it was just like it's interesting but I just knew I had to do this just as well I did <laughs> the very first day Michael I walked up the stairs at Faith Bible College with my shorts on and my socks amen my walk socks does anybody remember that? you do remember those don't you and you probably don't Charlotte but anyway we and and I saw this girl uh, she was in the kitchen uh, and she had a red dress on and I thought oh she's a nice looking girl anyway Amen. And she looked over and she tells me later she saw my legs. <laughs> that nailed it right there, you know. <laughs> Amen. The very first day. And of course, Des gets involved and that's the end, isn't it? Amen. Great stuff. Anyway, we better move on. <laughs> Costly. Second thing is, the second thing is, the disciples, they, they, were critis- they criticized her. Uh, and, and I've misspelled that on purpose, just so you don't criticize me. <laughs> Some of, somewhere at the table, they told her off. Probably the disciples, actually. Others who were following Jesus. You'll be criticized for loving Jesus and doing what he wants you to do. It's a lordship issue. And I, and I, I know that my family and church, at church even and the music teachers, they were looking out for me, but it was all against pursuing Jesus that I needed to do. I needed to take that step. What was I going to do? The question is, who's the Lord? Who's leader of your life? You or Jesus? I love the little phrase that I've been using lately. Not my will, but yours be done. Or not my will, but yours be done. I like doing my will. (laughs) Anybody else like that? Two people, okay. (laughs) Anybody else like that? Yeah, we like, before we don't like doing, you know, what we want to do. But not my will, but yours be done. The third thing that we see here is there was a brokenness required. Crazy. She, she, broke, she broke the bottle. Could have just poured the little, 
She could have just poured a little perfume out. Just a few thousand dollars. Put the top back on and kept it for the future, for her dowry or for her, for her burial. I thought, my goodness, she totally gave up her future hopes. She totally gave up her future dreams and her future plans in an instant, in a moment. This woman was also prophesying Jesus' death. She anointed Jesus with perfume that could have been used for her burial. And there are times in our life when we go through a breaking and there's no turning back. She couldn't turn back. She couldn't go, oh, oh, what have I done? <laughs> I should have just, yeah, maybe those disciples, they're following Jesus too. They're like, they, 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 maybe they should, maybe they're right. Maybe I could put this, somehow get some of the perfume and put it back. And then she couldn't do that. It was broken. The bottle was broken. She broke it. Interesting. Remember the story of the picnic, the little boy's lunch given to Jesus. Anybody remember that story? Yeah. And, and the little, uh, it was only after Jesus took the bread and broke it that it multiplied. I don't like the breaking process. But we need to allow the breaking to take place when, when it's appropriate. Amen. And I don't know when it is appropriate. <laughs> And Jesus let it happen. And he affirms this woman. Remember the culture was opposite towards women. And the last thing we see that it went both ways. Why did Jesus say like, listen to me, wherever wherever the good news is preached throughout the whole world, what this woman has done will be remembered and discussed. Whoa. Why? Because it was all about communion with Jesus. So it went both ways. The perfume was a very rich smelling perfume. So it would have filled the house with the smell. It would have, she would have had it on her hands. Uh, it was on Jesus' hair. So wherever Jesus went, they smelt that amazing, expensive perfume. Thousands and thousands of dollars. But she had that perfume on her as well. It wasn't that perfume. Didn't I smell that on Jesus? Oh, I smell that on this lady here. Come into the house. I smell that perfume. Would have lingered for a little while, I think. Who knows how long, but it would have lingered for a little while. So it went both ways. It's fascinating when we love Jesus. It goes both ways. There's something that happens to us that moves us to love others. That moves us and people say, he's been or she's been with Jesus. There's something different about this person. Yeah? Let it be said of us. And why did Jesus say, listen to me, wherever the good news is preached? Because it was all about communion with Jesus. It was about intimacy with Jesus. She was declaring her love for Jesus. She really was. She gave up her future dreams. She gave up her future hopes. She abandoned herself to God and she probably knew that she would get criticized. But she did it anyway. She pursued Jesus. She completely surrendered to him and gave her best. I don't know. I think I would have taken the perfume 
at home, poured a little in a jar, and take a mat. I mean, $10,000 worth, that's all right, isn't it? It is, isn't it? But she didn't. And it simply shows us once again that Christianity is all about a relationship with Jesus. Judas has had enough. He, he couldn't handle it. He says, it's gone too far. So he arranges there to betray Jesus to the leading priests. So the questions are these. How is your relationship with Jesus? Now, I've, I've been a Christian for like 47, 48 years. Christian, when I was two years old. No, no. I've been a Christian a long time. And sometimes you get just simply familiar, can't you, with this Jesus. Let's fall in love with him again. So how is your relationship with Jesus? How surrendered are you? Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I'm still praying that. Have you given him everything? Your future hopes, plans, dreams? Have you given them over to Jesus? Is he the leader of your life? Is he Lord of your life? I'm asking myself these questions too. So We don't like brokenness. But Jesus chooses to work in brokenness. He shines through brokenness. He really does. And we're all a little broken, so that's okay. He shines through that brokenness. Amen. So what has God whispered to you during this message? And what will you do with what you've heard? What has God whispered to you? What has God impressed on you? He loves to speak to us. Amen. He really does. And he's here. So what has he whispered to you? What will you do with what you've heard? So Lord, we thank you. Thank you for loving us so much. Lord, we'll never outlove you. We, we thank you for that basis. We thank you for that. Lord, give us that revelation if we need it. How much you really love us. You died for us. You sacrificed your life for us. You, forgive, you forgave us of our sins. And you love us more than we'll ever love you. You have so much faith in us. You have so much belief in us because you love us. So Lord, we thank you. And maybe you're here today just with every head bowed, eye closed for a moment. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. I don't know everybody here, of course, but 
Maybe you don't know Jesus. You've never asked him to come into your life, or maybe you once did, uh, and you, you're here today, and it's no accident that you're here today. And You simply need to say yes to him once again. You need to say, oh my goodness, I need to, I need to respond to this Jesus. And so I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment. But if that's you, I'd like you just to raise your hand. I just wonder if there's anybody here. Just with every head bowed, eye closed. If there's anybody here, just raise your hand if you need to know Christ. Or you're saying, oh boy, I just need to uh, re-engage with God because I've been away from Him. If that's you, just raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come out the front or anything. I'm just going to going to just pray together but I just want to give that opportunity that's why this church and others are here thank you Lord thank you Lord amen amen how about we all stand How about we all stand? And if this message has meant something to you, why don't you just acknowledge that to Jesus, acknowledge that to God, and just lift your hand and say, Lord, I'm in. Lord, help me to be the person you want me to be in all this. We've heard this story. I wonder what God has whispered to you and what you'll do about it. Just how about you just raise your hand if that's you. Just say, Lord... I've just been, maybe it's been challenged. Maybe it's just like, oh my goodness. I, I just need to re-engage with God in a, in, a, in a deeper level, if you like. Or whatever it is. So Father, we thank you. I just thank you for every person has their hand raised. I just, Lord, I pray your blessing and your favor over each one. And Lord, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would remind us during this week of what's been spoken about. In Jesus' name, amen.